Hey guys, what's going on? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Bullpen Cart presented by Thunderblogsports.com. The namesake of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed, Maddie D and myself break down the week that was in Major League Baseball. We go through all our usual business, hot and cold teams, the top players of the week, some Phillies talk, some beer corner, a quick bleacher creature it was a ton of fun to record we did record this wednesday night so if you're wondering why we did not cover topics from thursday like the phillies lost the miami marlins that is why we talked about it right after we recorded the nfl draft preview make sure by the way to go check out maddie d's first round recap it was an awesome blog on thunderblogsports.com but make sure you also subscribe to the podcast. Again, search the bullpen cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG. Follow us on Instagram, Thunderblog Sports, just like the website, ThunderblogSports.com, where you can find all of our podcasts, all of our great blogs. Like I mentioned, Maddie D's first round NFL draft recap is up there. It is awesome. You should go check it out. Matty D knows his stuff. But enjoy this week's episode, guys. It was a ton of fun to record. And here we go. And we are live. Welcome this week's episode of the Bullpen Card Podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com, the namesake of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me as always, or for the second time this season, rather, <laughs> is my man, Matty D. What's up, buddy? Oh, you know, baseball's in full swing. I mean... I mean, I'm into it, man. I, you got, we've got highlights everywhere. We've got expected stars, breakout stars. I'm just really ready for, and I'm, you know, I'm struggle with this with the super heat, but man, I want, I can't wait to go to a game, shorts and a t-shirt, sit there, roast away. Uh, You know, baseball is meant to be played in the heat. I hate to say it because I'm not great in the heat, but man. Ready for the weather to turn, in particular up in the Northeast where we are. You know, I'm everybody down. It's always nice in LA, but I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready. But it's been great. It's been a great start to the season, too. So, yeah, absolutely. We talked about it a lot last week of the great start and a lot of the great storylines that are there. Uh, mm-hmm. On your note, though, we're recording this Wednesday night. We're actually dropping it Thursday night into Friday morning. So you're probably listening to this Friday. Um, but so going to the game Thursday night. And right now, the projected weather for 24 hours from now is about mid-60s, cloudy, but mid-60s. It's, we're finally getting there, Matt. I finally can feel comfortable wearing shorts and a t-shirt to a game. Uh, the clouds don't help, and, and there's potential. Hopefully, the rain holds off. It's supposed to hit closer to midnight, but who knows? Who knows with Pennsylvania weather? But, Matt, it's been an yeah. awesome. We're about, to, we're about to wrap up the first month of the season, and... Like you mentioned, it's been an awesome month. We've had some great stories. We talked about it a little bit last week, but what's been your favorite story coming out of the first month of the season? Well, I, 
I think I think my favorite story is that sixty million dollars is 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 leading a division with two teams that are over two hundred million dollars at least in payroll. Mm -hmm. That's the Tampa Bay Rays doing Tampa Bay Ray things. Um, yes, and and being up so much. I, I think it's incredible for baseball. Um, I think it's incredible for I would I think it's incredible for sports in general. By the way, um, mm -hmm. but it's really cool to see the Rays have success even, and without their best pitcher. Um, was on the DL, so they're sixteen and nine. They're one game, two technically one game in the loss column up on the Yankees, many games up on the Red Sox. Um, great story for them, and the oh, yeah. metrics prove they're plus forty in run differential, um, which is the best in baseball. Mm -hmm. So it's not a, it's not a fluke necessarily in terms of a start. I'm not saying they're going oh, to hold sure. out against the Yankees and, and maybe eventually the Red Sox, but. It's not necessarily a fluke, and that that's an impressive statistic for them, especially thinking they weren't going to be this elite team coming into the year. Oh yeah, and and just to correct you, Blake Snell, he came back today. He did. Uh, he okay, had his first start. Yeah, he missed one start because uh, of the the whole bathtub moving incident. Uh, but he did not do so well today. He he only only made it into the fourth inning, let up a few runs here here and there, uh, whip over two. So, you know, but he's back and, and he had been so dominant right before then. You're you're absolutely right. Them being one of a few teams now as we're as we're getting into the mid-20 mark of in terms of total games played. Um, they've obviously completed 25 and they still are at single digit losses. And you can't you can't really be upset with them with that. And probably the best is that they've formed themselves into one of the best road teams in baseball, which yes, they have. You can't really – it's not the greatest stat in the world of home and away, or specifically away, but being that good away, they're 7-2 they're and two to start the year, is astounding. Like you mentioned, mm -hmm. the plus 40 run differential. I mean, it's awesome to see this team continue what looked like could be this incredible run last September where they almost made the playoffs, and this year – they're two games up on the Yankees who have a feeling we might talk about in a few minutes, but you know, they're, they're doing, they're doing money ball. I mean, their pitching has been outstanding and all the different strategies that they've incorporated. Their batting has been, has been, has been pretty good. They're top 10 in terms of getting on base. They're 11th in runs overall. And then pitching their first in nearly every category, except for home runs allowed, which they're fourth. They've let up the fourth least amount of home runs in major league baseball. Yeah. So they're keeping the ball low They're and they're putting it in play. And that's really as the Kansas city Royals proved four years ago. Now, Holy shit. Um, that, that's all you need to do to win the world series. That's true. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you by the way. And I'll quick update you middle of the eighth inning Phillies up for nothing. Oh, yeah. It just had uh Harper to uh, topped it off with a double to score. Realmuto Franco has an RBI. And uh, Goslin is filling in for the injured uh, Gene Segura, and, and Scott, Scott Kingery. Kingery has a uh, RBI as well. And uh, and uh, so yeah, so good good pitching tonight from Velasquez as well. He went five. Uh, no one run two. I feel like we're going to talk about him. ERA sub two. I, yeah, I feel like we're going to talk about him a little more uh, just a little bit when we get to Philly's talk. You'd really like these guys to go six to seven. It's mm. okay. I'll take. Mm. I would look if you told me I started with good five innings without giving up a run. I I would take it every time. Oh yeah, I, I can live with that. But long term bullpen health, you want a guy doing it. But we'll take it. Yeah. And Adam Morgan is in in the bottom of the eighth to try to get the hold. Um, 
and go and from hand there. it off so, and hand it off. Yep. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the Phillies in a yeah, bit. I, I, I thought I jumped the gun. I just had to bring it up. No, 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 no. It's it's good to bring up because it was it was literally as we were as we started to hit record, it was one nothing, right. and the Phillies scored three mm-hmm. runs. At, at first, it looked like Harper's double in the in the first inning was going to be the only action we'd see all night. But Matt, let's let's jump right into it. Hot and cold teams. Do you want to start in the NL or the AL? Let's start. Well, let's start in the. Uh, let's start in the. What, what did we do last? Wait, wait. Let's start in the AL. It, it comes up first on my list, so we will start right. in the AL. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you got a team, or do you want me to give you mine? I have a team, but I'll leave it up to you. All right. I am going to go with the probably the obvious pick. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the New York Yankees. Winners of five straight. Uh, this team that's probably been. We're just talking about banged up. The Phillies being banged up of of having the the backup of a backup. The Yankees. That's been their mo throughout 2019 mm-hmm. we talked about this last week and it's only gotten worse aaron judge went on the dl or the il excuse me and i mean these guys are are just putting you know pu- literally just piecing together their lineup day in day out and what's been great for them are these these players who you know people people counted out a little bit have been awesome for them to pick up the pieces like a luke voigt Gary Sanchez, who had a lot to prove coming into this year, has been absolutely tearing the cover off the ball. Um, Brett Gardner's looked pretty good. DJ LeMayhew has looked pretty solid, um, batting 272. What they're pitching, Matt, has probably been their best bet. And, you know, you can't really – you can't be too upset with them and where they're going because even guys like James Paxton, who you wondered, what was this addition going to do? He has a – 3.1 3.1 ERA in 29 innings pitch. He's just behind Tanaka in terms of leading the team in total innings eaten up. Uh, and that, yeah. like you just mentioned with the Phillies, that's probably in today's baseball, the amount of innings that starters can, and I'm going to use this term again, that they can eat up becomes, oh, so much more important. And sure, having those specialists to pitch the seventh, eighth, and obviously the ninth inning um, are great in everything. But having a guy that can go into the seventh, into the eighth, especially during the long season that is the Major League Baseball season, does so well for you. I mean, the playoffs, you can you can really get the specialists in there. But the regular season, bullpen health is vital to a team. Yeah, and I, I, I get that point 100%. I, that's what I mentioned with Velasquez. I mean, they, they need to go deep, and that's mm-hmm. something that – although, I mean, then there's the whole Rays scenario with pitching. So it does go both ways. Um, but I, I'm more of a let my starter go seven, eight, nine innings, and let's let's leave those bullpen guys till the end of the year. We really need them to be juiced up and ready um, to get out there and fire. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, gotta love it. Gotta love to see. We talked about it last week too. That that uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox weren't going to be down down for long. The Red Sox obviously um, still still straightening things out. We'll say that we'll we'll put it that way, but. Slowly but surely, getting you know, clawing their way back up. Yeah. Uh, Matt, Matt, what about you? What is your hot team for the well, American? I'm going to go with another same division actually, and I'm I'm going to go with the Toronto Blue Jays. Ooh. They are they they did lose two in a row, but before that they won four in a row. They've won they they're six and four in their last ten, and I'm bringing them up for two reasons. One, they've just jumped over their positive plus two now run differential. They're Third of the division. I'm not saying they have the talent necessarily to make a run run, but a couple of interesting things that are happening for them. One, Freddie Galvis is leading the team with a 311 batting average and did five you home see runs. His catch? I did. Dude, 
I mean, the one thing we always knew about Freddie yep. was that his defense was as good as it got. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's the one thing I think you can you can say we knew. Um, yeah, it was you can if you haven't seen this, Galvis goes out and bare hands a pop fly in the outfield on the run. It's incredible. You also have Justin Smoke out there, a former very highly tied prospect playing first for them. He's batting 284, leads the team in RBIs. Um, but the other reason I bring them up, we obviously like the the hitting there. They're six and four, like I said, is that you also have to think they're going to be one of the hottest teams because they're going to have the hottest prospect in baseball making oh, his yeah. debut on Friday. Yes. And, and that is Vlad Guerrero Jr. Jr. Will be making his case. He's joining Friday. Number two overall prospect by Keith Law of ESPN. This guy, just like his father, can absolutely hammer the baseball. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of success he has. But let me tell you, I mean, he, he can flat out play. His dad, by the way, first eight seasons of his 16-year career with the Montreal Expos. So pretty cool. Pretty cool for them. Um, and I'm hoping he smacks one early. Mm-hmm. So he's Did you see back. The, pic- the picture his dad, his dad put up on Instagram? Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, man. it was pretty cool. Well, it's, it's a picture of, of young Vlad who – he looks exactly the same in that picture. Um, I had the pleasure of hanging out with some with some some chums from up from up from the Great White North, who were talking about how they they're hoping he sheds a few pounds because otherwise he might quickly become the Blue Jays DH. But he he's a big boy who can who shows it when he swings when he swings at the baseball. He can absolutely kill that thing. Yeah. No, I, I, it, it's gonna be impressive. He batted, he's been batting three sixty seven, three home runs, eight RBIs in eight games in AAA Buffalo. Um, last year he batted three eighty ones with twenty homers and seventy eight RBIs in just ninety five games. As he went through all four levels of minor league baseball, mm-hmm. he, he can absolutely play. Even if he isn't DH to start, mm-hmm. uh, he can just get there. I'm, I'm. What is your, what's your take on? service time harvesting like they're doing with Guerrero Jr. I don't obvious, blame the Blue Jays, by the way. You don't play. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's they're taking advantage of a rule that that's in place. It's a good business decision. I mean, obviously, Guerrero can make a case like Chris Bryant did. Yeah. You know, I think first and foremost, I I get why those are in place. That's the first thing I want to say. Mm. I understand they want to try to keep talent. I get all that, but but it hurts the game. Your young stars don't come up as quick because you want to keep them and groom them, and and then you don't want to have to pay them. We obviously see a little bit of a change with that with the Acuna Juniors, um, uh, you know, a hundred million dollar extension. So that's a good step, but I think they need to figure out if they can they can change that at all. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of new rules that are flying about and all over the place. I wanted to ask you quick, quick while we were on the subject of Guerrero Jr. But back in the Blue Jays, the one thing we didn't talk about was their pitching because their starters, Matt, have been absolutely lights out. Yeah, Aaron Sanchez has been back. great, a good return to four for him. But it's been Marcus Stroman, who is somehow one in three in five starts with an ERA of 1.76. Yep. Absolutely insane versus Matt Schumacher, who is 
three and zero in five starts with an even better one point seven five ERA. But right. Stroman's pitched thirty innings for these guys. There's three losses in five mm-hmm. starts. It's insane. I, I don't. They, they. I mean. I mean. They're saying depending on what they want to do, they either have great trade pieces here. Mm-hmm. Or they have a really good, a really good pitching staff for the next couple of years, depending on which direction they want to go. Because well, Marcus Stroman, like we talked, I talked about him. I think it was last week, week before. He he's he's an ace. I mean, yeah. oh, that's yeah. how talented he is. So we'll see if he can keep it up. Yeah, it, it would be really nice to see it because I mean, who knows where where Toronto's going to go as the season goes on? Obviously. You don't think that the Red Sox are going to hang on to where they are, and, and Baltimore actually just won. So the Red Sox have, have now moved back into last place in the American League East. Um, but y- you don't think the Red Sox are going to sit there. Obviously, the yeah. Yankees didn't uh, since the last time you and I sat down a week ago. So, you know where where Toronto ends up, it's it's probably going to be ahead of Baltimore, who's now a f- who's now a sixth of their way to their Vegas over under Matt, which if you'd bet the over, you actually would have made some nice money. All right. <laughs> but, but anyway, I mean, if Toronto three games, sub 500 right now, if they're going to sit in, in third place in the division, uh, probably fourth place when Boston figures it out, you know, who knows what they do come trade deadline time. If they decide to, to deal a guy like Stroman, if they decide to hold on to him and see what Vlad Guerrero does, who knows? Vlad Guerrero could turn these guys on. I mean, Greg likes to talk about when he comes on about how the Yankees and Red Sox never play well in Toronto, and, and the Blue Jays are right now four and eight at home. They're above five hundred away. We were we were kind of discounting the away records, but home records really are are a really good indication of how well a team is playing, uh, especially yeah. early on in the season. So I mean, Toronto figures that out. I mean, think about it this way: if they were six and six instead of four and eight, they're at five hundred. They're mm-hmm. 13 and 12 mm-hmm. and they're, they've, they've only played two more games than the Yankees. They, they would be three games though, behind Tampa Bay. So right. I, who, who yeah. knows, who knows what this team could do. And if, if Guerrero gives them a spark, I mean, I was about to say like the nationals, but Soto didn't give the nationals the spark that they needed to, to overcome both the Phillies and Atlanta. Um, at least, for the most of the season, we don't need to talk about the Phillies end of the season, but they didn't, they, the Nationals still didn't overcome Atlanta last year. Uh, right. But it, it could make a huge difference of what this guy could do for their lineup. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yep. I, Let's go to the National League. Mm-hmm. I can take the first one here if you want. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you start because I started the American League. Yeah. Here come the Cubbies. Oh, yeah. Eight and two. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. My pick. My pick for the division winners. They are one game. They're they're one game out of loss common first in a very good division, by the way. Very good division. Finally figuring it out. I know that you're excited Mm -hmm. about that. Um, We know the talent is there. Javier Baez, by the way, jukes out a defender, basically, to get to first, which is a wild highlight. Jason Hayward. Are you okay that, with that not being? Are you okay with that, that, that not being called and out of the baseline? I I would have called him out of the baseline. Yeah, I would have too. But I think it's better for baseball to not in, to let that slide because yeah. otherwise you're going to get you you want to attract that kind of stuff to little kids. Right, right, right. Their lineup is batting better. Jason Hayward finally looking like the number one overall prospect, batting three thirty nine early this year. So that's oh, a good start. Javier Baez is an all-star MVP candidate. He's batting 315. I'd like his on-base to be a little bit higher, but he he can still just flat-out play. Um, Yeah, and I mean, if guys like Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo and Kyle Schwarber 
Ben Zobris, if any, if two of those four that I just named can figure it out, this lineup will become incredibly dangerous. The fact that Ben Zobris is only batting 250 right now, among the other guys, but Ben Zobris, the guy who normally bats like 320, yeah, he figures it out. They right now they they're plus 22 in run differential, 117 runs scored, which is good as which is as good as the Phillies, a team that we you and I and you and I and me and every other week with Greg have been like, Oh, we, you know, they score all those many runs a game. The Cubs are right there and their pitching's better. I mean, right. if they figure that out, they could catch the likes of LA. They could catch the likes of St. Louis. They could catch the likes of Arizona who, whose offense is still right there. I mean, the Cubs are, you know, a lot of people, they forgot about the Cubs. They forgot about Dre. Right. Yeah, right, right I think there. The bigger, I think one of the concerns of the Cubs is the pitching. Um, you yeah. Darvish, five nine six ERA. He needs to figure it out. Cole Hamill's pretty good, two seven seven ERA. Jose Quintana has been all right. Three. Yeah, a lot of them started good. off really bad and are kind of digging themselves right. out of there. Aside from Cole Hamill's, Quintana had a, had a really bad first start. Uh, yeah. He came out of the bullpen in in one of them as well. Uh, same with Kyle Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks has had a couple really rough starts. So they're trying to really dig themselves out. This fielding for the Cubs was really bad to start the season. So I think that's a lot of it too. Uh, if you look at the difference between earned runs and unearned runs on a lot of their pitching, um, there's a great difference. Kyle Hendricks is one, even though he his ERA is three and a half. Um, right. It could be oh so much higher if the fielding, if the fielding, uh, you know, if ERA wasn't, wasn't a stat and it was just run average. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think that the direction that they're going is is a good, good place to be in if you're if you are a Cubs fan. And John Lester's figuring it out. Yeah, um, he's been better. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah two five seven, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I mean, it's a it's a nice spot to be in if you're a Cubs fan. I think if you know if you're if you're wondering how they're going to fare because my hot team is the Cardinals. I think this is something that you really, you just got to hold on. It's, this is going to be a war of a division like it was the first time the Cubs made the playoffs in however many years it was four years ago in 2015. The Cardinals are right back there at the Brewers. Uh, we might be talking about them in a few minutes, but you know, they're, they're going to obviously figure it out. I, I think um, with where their offense is, maybe not. We, we might have a difference of opinion there, but the pirates, I don't know if they're going to hold on. The Reds have been better than I would have thought they would have been. Uh, that's that's strange to say at nine and fourteen, uh, but I feel like the the Reds shouldn't shouldn't be this good. And the the computers were giving the Reds a lot of credit for the on paper acquisitions. Yeah, but that's a really good pick of the Cubs. Um, my like I said, my pick for hot team was the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Makes sense. Winners of five in a row, seven. Uh, seven of their last 10, they've scored a ton of runs. Uh, they are not number one in the national league. They're just behind the Dodgers, but they've played one less game. So, you know, runs per game, <laughs> but, uh, the cards, their pitching has been pretty solid to start the year. Um, but really, I mean, what they've been able to do is they get on base. They hit the ball. Well, they see the ball. Well, in terms of walks, uh, their, their pitching's right in the middle of the road, quite literally, they, their earned run average is right is 14th in the league. Whip is 15th. They let up a lot of home runs, which I think is is probably 
something that needs to be discussed a little more because if the Cubs, if the Dodgers, I know they they'll only put the Dodgers twice, you know, in two different series. Same with the Phillies, the Mets, who have been pretty good to start the year, the Nationals, the Braves. Um, but I mean, if the Cubs, if the if the especially the Brewers, you know, if they they figure this out on the Cubs or the Cardinals, excuse me, that's going to be something to really be concerned about because mm-hmm. their starters do let up a lot of home runs. Um, True. Aside from Adam Wainwright, every Cardinal starter it lets up at least one home run a start on average. Um, in the case of Dakota Hudson, it's two home runs a start, uh, and he has an ERA that's close to six. So <laughs> they've really done a good job of of their bullpen being a lot of uh, you know a lot of the 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 strong suit for them. Um, right. Obviously, their their hitting has been outstanding. Standing, they have guys who are batting or just batting out of this world. Jose Martinez is a batting average of 368 in 23 games. And Paul DeJong's been great. Dexter Fowler's been good. And you just run down run down the list. And and Paul Goldschmidt, you want to say is middle of the road for him because he bats 269, but he has nine homers and 19 RBIs. And then Marcelo Zuna who's even further down on the batting average list for starters. He's second to last, oh. to make a matter of fact. That's eight homers and 18 RBIs, and he's batting 256. That's not terrible at all. These guys have video yeah. game-like numbers. Their offense is great. Um, you know, if we're going to keep it in the video game territory, they might have the pitching difficulty a little too high, but right now it's working for them. And I'd like to see the pitching stabilize a little more, and, and if that's a sacrifice of offense, so be it, even though that's not how baseball works. Um, it's not like basketball where, where defense and offense can can go hand in hand, right. which is one of the nice things about baseball. But, I mean, you can't really you can't, you can't can't really knock the Cardinals for anything that they're doing right now. No, no. This might be the best division in baseball. I would say so, yeah. I, I, I mean, the Reds are at least exciting again. You know, the yes. Brewers got off to a hot star. They really faded. Well, maybe somebody will get to that. But, I mean, top to bottom, this division's good. You're right. It's, and it was it was better war in the past, too. I mean, you got really good baseball teams mm-hmm. in the Central. Really yeah. good baseball teams. So let's let's quickly go into cold teams. And I th- it sounds yeah. like we're both consensus to the Brewers for cold team of the week. Uh, the yeah, other you can take were- them if you want. If you yeah. want. Yeah, take them. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take Go the on. Brewers. I'm gonna take the Brewers as my pick because um, one of the other options we're gonna talk about in the Phillies. But the Brewers, I mean, they've lost four in a row. They're not a good away team, which is you know something that that as as much as it doesn't matter as great as home team. We're doing a lot of of away home analysis today, but so right. oh so be it. Um, you know, they're just a team that that likes to they they really like to play in Milwaukee and, and away from home it's been it's been a little tougher for him Christian Yelich most of his home runs have come in Milwaukee and you know they just got swept by the Cardinals coming coming through tonight um but we'll see how it goes this weekend they they come to New York and the Mets are coming off of you know Looks like they're about to take two or three from the Phillies unless the Phillies decide to blow this. I don't know. I mean, I mean, they're they're hitting the ball well. There isn't really a ton to say about them, but a bad week for this team that should be be better than letting up 13 home runs to St. Louis and then losing a couple close ones. 
Um, you know, there's something, at least it's worth mentioning because this team, it just seems like a bad pitching week from them more than anything than a bad hitting week. I don't, I don't know. Does that make sense? No, it does make sense. And, and that's one of the concerns with, with them. I mean, they need to be in this, like you mentioned in, in this division with the kind of offensive power in particular with the Cardinals and the Cubs, you can't afford to not have guys that can at least assist pitching wise. I mean, they just mm-hmm. added Gio Gonzalez. Um, they're, they're fading in the pitching category and they, they certainly need to kind of fix that if this team wants to compete because don't waste Christian Yelich's MVP season potential. You know, another I mean, I mean, don't. I mean, you got to help him out. So get guys in there that can do it. Um, no, that's the really offense is great. The pitching staff, and we we brought this up when we talked about. I mean, I don't know. Oh no, maybe we didn't talk about these. But anyway, I, something that I was concerned with is who are their pitchers? You know, who are the guys that are going to really lock and lock and load? And and I mean, Davies. Uh, I mean, they're they're the Colorado they're, Rockies argument, and we've seen what what right. Colorado's been doing right now, which. That could have been a good a good hot team as well. Um, mm-hmm. I probably should have, considering that they were my other team that I picked to win a division that started off really shitty. But I digress. Um, no, you you hit the nail on the head though. They're they're pitching. This is what we thought last year, and why we thought the Cubs were just. It was a guarantee that the Cubs weren't going to blow that division, and then they blew the division because the Milwaukee offense was just so good, and the pitching came together at the right time. Um, we're seeing the effect of it right now. So that's a really right. good point. I mean, their their run differential's just been real. It's it's really going to going to shit right now. Cause you've let you're letting up more than 20 runs worse or three worse than the than three three worse than the second worst in the National League. But it's close to 20 than the rest of the pack. The Mets the Mets pitching has been terrible as well, but at least their offense has also picked it up like Milwaukee's has. I mean, both teams have thir- have 13 wins, but is it sustainable? I don't know. We'll see as the as the ship gets righted. I mean, these two, it works out perfectly, Matt. I guess that that Milwaukee goes to New York to face the Mets this week, and we'll see. We'll see people that like to bet the over probably make a lot of money. It's probably my my uh, off the cuff analysis. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, um, who's I, your I, Who's your cold team though? Well, let's roll right into it. My cold team is going to be our Philadelphia Phillies. Cool. Um, cool. You want to do Philly's talk now, or do you want to save it for for a little bit? Well, I thought we'll roll right into it now. All right, so, let's do it. We we knew this team was going to have a couple warts. They didn't really show themselves necessarily early. Then we see them go on the road to the Rockies. They drop mm-hmm. three of four. Okay. Yep. And then they go up to the Mets. Now they're going to it would appear like they are going to win tonight. They yeah, they're, they're now up 6-0, yeah. Reece Reece Hoskins Hoskins hit another off the guy that threw the pitch over his head last night. Um, 34 seconds to get around the bases, by the way. That's David Ortiz level slow. Then they go they go up to the Mets, though. It's a very important series. They're not getting DeGrom or Thor. They lose 5-1-9-0. They do bounce back tonight, and that's important. But i got to tell you, this is the not the Sixers. Right. That Ricks was a great was a great post by you there, by the way. I appreciate yeah. that. But this is not the start. That this this is not the run. This team's got to be careful with things like this. Some of it's got to fall on the pitching staff. Um, I, I love this team, but their pitching staff needs to be better. They need to go deeper into games. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you when you take a look at at this team, Jake Arrieta's two sixty five ERA. He's probably their quote unquote. See, they're number one, right? I mean, 
it should be Nola, but Nola has been really has had a really tough start to the year. Right, that's what I mean. So, so to me, like it's the number one. I mean, he's their number one guy right now. I mean, I, uh, they need that's a huge concern though. They desperately need to repair that um, pitching staff. Nola needs to improve. You know, you need. I mean, Eflin started hot. Now he's struggling a little bit. Last yeah. time a good outing. Pavet is not even here anymore. Ikoff, what do we Eikhoff have there? Ikoff okay uh, in that yep. start against the Rockies. I mean, it was kind of a weird day. They had the, they had the yeah. the delay on this was Sunday afternoon on Easter against the Rockies. Um, I mean, he also he he also missed all of last year. So I mean, depending on what Pavetta does, and I think he was starting with the Iron Pigs tonight on Wednesday night when we're recording. Depending on how he does tonight and. If they decide if if the Hector Neres theory works, which for those unfamiliar, Hector Neres, former Phillies closer and still somewhat of a closer for them, really sucked at the beginning of last year. Around July, they sent him down to the Valley Iron Pigs for about a month. Came back in August and was lights out and has been pretty solid to start the year. Has three saves, leads the team in that category, a WHIP of .62 and nine innings, an ERA of one point eight six. Uh, like I mentioned, a team leading three saves. So if that theory works for Pavetta, great. And he can finally get back on track of this projected awesome fantasy year he was supposed to have. Mm-hmm. My point on this is that Ikoff, if he gets it going a little bit, and this sounds crazy because Vince Velasquez has been the probably one of the better starters the Phillies has had, despite the fact that he's only had three starts comparatively to Arietta's five, Nola's five, Eflin's five, and Nola's starting tomorrow night. Um, in other words, they, they try to avoid Velasquez when they can, um, you know, if they can move him to the bullpen and use him like they did during that first go around, I'm not completely opposed to that because that, you know, the way that he throws Velasquez with the speed, a little bit of the movement that he has, but mainly the speed, he's a good, like seventh inning guy that can add just another wrinkle to it. I think with Robertson on the DL, that's been – it hasn't been – I'm not even saying anywhere close to been a complete bust because he's admitted right. it's been shitty. He's been – clearly he's been – there was some sort of banged up that he might have been pitching on. Who knows? Uh, hopefully when he comes back, he's okay. I think Sir Anthony's probably going to figure it out. Um, I mean, I've been saying this since the middle of last year when he started to get a little bit shaky, but yeah. we'll see what happens with him. The fireballer, nine, you know, nine games – played seven innings pitched not the greatest dra um but that middle of the bullpen though matt i think has been it's been outstanding recently and that's tough to say considering since you and i last sat down to podcast the phillies are now about to win their third game since then they won last wednesday against the mets lost three of four and they're going to lose two to the rockies and are about to lose two or three to the nets a crucial four game series against the marlins where you hope they get it back on track um but this is a team that i think if they play well at home and just do decently all right on the road, I mean, right now that they're, they're four and seven, if they're closer to 500, I'll take it. And they're, they're, they're the solid home team. Cause I think that's something that really outside of Atlanta, no other team in the national East can really hold a candle to is the atmosphere that citizens bank park when the Phillies are good brings. Uh, I know that's not necessarily the best, the best quantitative analysis, but qualitative, I think it really makes some sort of an impact. 
I know Mets fans are incredibly passionate of their team, and they've played so few home games. This is their eighth of their 24 games. A third of their games have been on the road. But I really think that's a that's something the Phillies can hold an advantage to. And if, if they can start playing some better away ball, um, on you know, and obviously it starts with starting pitching because the offense is going to – the offense is going to have its off nights, but it's also going to have these nights where they are on. And, and it just went final 6 nothing is your it's your final score as the Phillies win to, to move into a tie for first place. But, you know, I mean, if they're scoring five runs a night, the pitching's got to be at least good to, to pick up the, the five runs your offense is spotting them. You can't have – I forget what year of the Atlanta Braves, 10 straight years it was of winning the division – where their middle relievers had so many blown saves that the it was up to the offense to pick it up in the late innings. And, and it worked out. Atlanta still won the division. But I don't want the Phillies to fall into that kind of territory. Right. No, I agree. I agree, which is why, look, it's a long season. You're going to go into slumps here or there. That's okay. Um, this is a good bounce-back win tonight, and they just need to kind of continue that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Keep grinding. Yeah, Good. Um, oh, no, I was going to say we didn't even touch upon the fact of how banged up the team has been. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, you lose both. You lose two. You know, Kingery and Segura go at the same time. That really hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, it hurts. Offensively, um, no, I certainly agree that there with that as well. Um, yeah. And and by the way, no. the Mets are a good team. They are a good team. Don't sleep on this team. I know we won, you know, but this Mets team can play. They've got a great pitching staff. They really do. I mean, you saw Zach Wheeler, Matt's big bounce back game. I mean, this this team can play. So just pay attention to this team as well. They 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 they're certainly uh, going to be a contender all season with the Phils. Yeah, they're 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 a similar team to the Phil to the Phil or not to the Phillies, but they're a similar. To, it's kind of the reverse. If they are healthy with their pitching staff, because that's been their problem the last couple of years since they made the World Series, is they couldn't stay healthy. I mean, there's no reason for them not to be right in that conversation that we're going to be having right. in in three months when September or four months when September first rolls around. Yeah, there's now, I'm not no saying, reason to stay healthy. Right, I'm not saying we're going to roll the table here, but we now get a little bit of an easier stretch after we played a lot of good teams. We played the Marlins, got a four yeah. game set at home, two games Detroit, then you big series. You got Washington coming to town. As yep. of right now, we're actually going to miss their best pitchers, Strasburg. And um, um, Scherzer, but that's a big series. And then you go out the road to St. Louis. So in the next, and we'll obviously you'll hear from us next week or hopefully hear from us next week about this, but we could be seeing a quick resurgence here until we get that Washington group. The rare two days off in one week, which is needed because the Phillies will have had 17 straight days of baseball, uh, Mm -hmm. of which they've played – you know, right now, sub 500 ball, um, you know, it's, it's something where really this, this weekend series with Miami is going to make the, is going to make all the difference, but um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how this weekend goes because, you know, you got got Nola, the Ikoff spot on Friday, his first home start in nearly two years. And then, you know, try to close out the rest of the weekend. Then you get Detroit, like you mentioned. Uh, and the only reason why I wanted to bring that up, I'm going to try to go to one of those games because I think Detroit's one of few baseball teams I haven't seen, Matt. 
There you go. That'd be fun. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Very cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I know no one else cares, but it's a you know, personal bucket list of mine. Try to see every baseball team. Um, yeah. I wish there was some sort of Schneck book ad we could we could read about seeing every baseball team, but we'll we'll get the Schneck book in a little bit. Our, our good friends. Um, we forgot to mention them on the football pod. We did because uh, I feel like Logan Logan would have given us some good odds on the on the number one pick. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think some some other positives or, or signs of things to come the fact that that between Kutch, Harper and Hoskins each one of them is batting is batting around 260 um, yeah Kutch is batting around 250 I think those averages can go up especially Hoskins and, and McCutcheon Harper batted 270 last year so we don't know where or no no he batted way worse than that way worse than 270 so we can so but we can see those those averages go up and I mean, I've said this before, and I'll continue to say this. If Bryce Harper continues to get walked for Reese Hoskins to just drive him in, I'm all for that. Uh, I'll take that as well, right? You get runs wherever you can get them. doesn't matter how you get them. Just get them. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been a big fan of – we mentioned Phil, Phil Gosselin, uh, another Malvern guy, Matt, but Malvern prep grad, not not a great yes. Valley grad. Not a great um, Valley guy. That's okay. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, but Malvern, <laughs> Malvern nonetheless. Uh, I mean, he had, the, he had the big hit on Saturday against the, against the Rockies, the three-run double – that really helped out there. Nick Williams. I'd like to see more of him, but he's only bat he's batting 150 right now. I don't know if that's just he isn't he isn't getting a, a consistent shot. I don't I don't know what the deal is there. I'm happy to see Roman Quinn in the lineup, but I'd like to see him a little with a little more a uh, little more production there. Yeah, I, I agree. Um I once again though, guys are gonna get hot and cold. So let's uh, I I I I really hope Quinn can stick on this roster. Um, I hope so too. There's a lot of outfield glut on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as I loved Aaron Altair, I hate to say it, but I think you almost have to. It might DFA be that. him. Yeah. Yep. He, he just, he hasn't He's figured out. After that that on the yeah. Uh, maybe time for him. Yep. And, and I'd like to see, I mean, I mean, Nick Williams is a guy who still think has potential. Um, so without. He's so say, good against right-handers. I know, but you got to be good against both sides or else it's going to be, you're yeah. never going to get the chance to play. I mean, that's, that's, that's the hard fact. Hard truth on it. Uh, and it stinks, it stinks to say. So yeah. we'd like Carrera back, even though he's a little wild. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll get him back eventually. But yeah, yeah. With I mean, I think he's safe when he comes back. Right. We didn't do American League cold teams. Let's quickly pick ours. Uh, mine's going to be mm-hmm. Seattle. Uh, pretty safe to say. I mean, they started off so hot, but three and seven in the last 10. I think it's a temporary setback. I think, I think they're a legitimate wild card contender. They could, they could even threaten to host a wild card game. I think. They're all, they're actually tied for the American League West right now, but I think Houston's going to continue to to figure that out. Yeah. Um, do you have an go, American League cold? Yeah, I'll go with the well the Angels. Um, oh yeah. Oh, God, yeah. nine and fifteen, last in the West. <laughs> Honestly, I I'm and I I said this I think I said this last week. I, I I understand Trout's loyalty, but the fact that he said I I like where this team is going, I don't That's see it. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough there. We lost seven in um, a row. They've only had one win recently. They're getting, you know, they're, they're losing. I mean, well, I, I, I'm trying to come up with like a what they've got thing here. You know, I mean, they've got an old Jonathan Lucroy, a struggling Justin Bohr, Zach Cozart never really figured it out. I mean, Albert Pujols is old. I mean, I uh, thought Zach Cozart was the next great yeah. player. Like, and I, I'm not, I mean, uh, <laughs> Trout's like the only guy. 
Um, I know good for Albert that he's that he's getting some records now. Finally, Simmons is struggling. You know, like you just look across the board, yeah. and I mean, Simmons, than, same thing. You're supposed to be the next great shortstop, right? He, look, he, he's okay. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's necessarily. He's a piece. He's fine. Um, great defensively, but yeah, Trout's the only one. I mean, on this roster that even that to me even scares you at all. He's the only one with a war over one, two point one so far this year, and his numbers are fantastic as expected. Yeah. Nobody else. Yeah. I, they've got to figure it out. And I know they might be getting Otani back here, and I hope he's good. I hope for Trout's sake this team rebuilds and figures it out. They've got plenty of time since he since he opted up, but it's a struggle for them, man. It's a real yeah. struggle. Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh let's move over uh to top players of the week. We'll do this quick. Uh we'll start with the Roy Hobbs MVP of the week. Matt, do you want to start NL or AL? Well, we'll flip it. We'll start in the uh the National League. Cool. Yeah. I have, do you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. All right. I'm going to go with Charlie Blackman, uh, not to keep it on the Phillies, but we saw a lot of this guy over the weekend, uh, nearly hit for the cycle. Probably should have gave a, uh, they gave an, an error to Andrew McCutcheon on a single that turned into Blackman ending up on second base. Um, even John Cruck made the comment of, I think the scorer might want to rethink that that error on Kutch because <laughs> he, he ended up having a triple double and, and, and home run in that game. But, Absolutely tearing the cover off the ball in the last seven days. A 444 batting average, two homers, two triples. So he had an extra one on uh, to boot there and a double as well. Yep. Um, I mean, not, you know, this is a guy that we thought was going to heat up well. Like we mentioned, the Rockies, winners of their eight of their last 10 games. So really a team that we could have picked there, but really uh you're really doing well there um what say you matt what do you got for uh for your hot player uh, i'm gonna go with a guy who to me is having a huge bounce back year that's cody bellinger of the dodgers oh yeah great pick. first of all he's he's actually just for the season he's batting i believe he's batting over 400 um he is but he is last indeed. seven days 364 two home runs five rbis had some great fielding moments this kid's putting it all together right now, and he's scary. That team is scary. He's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, like I said, four sixteen. Um, he's been he's been hot. He's now right behind Yelich in the home run count. Um, yep. Right behind him in the RBI count. You know, <laughs> he came to play. Oh yeah, um, that's a great pick. Do you want to start AL? Uh, yeah, I can lead it off in the American League. A lot of guys that you'd expect to be, by the way, up at the top of this list that just simply aren't, I guess. Mm-hmm. We'll call it for all the injuries, in particular, over on the um, you know the big the big guys. I'm going to go with a guy who I actually really loved for a long time. He's playing on one of the best teams in baseball, but that's uh, that's Josh Reddick batting 500 yes. over the last seven days. Yeah, um, only one home run, two RBIs. But this is a guy who I would love to see figure it out. You know, came on the Red Sox, I believe, but he's batting 386. Now he doesn't necessarily have the power yet, only three home runs, but 386 on base percentage over 400. He's protected in that lineup. Good for Josh. I mean, he's a guy I hope, I hope can figure it out all year. Yeah. I'm going to go with Jonathan Shope. Uh, uh, ah. We did not really talk about the, we didn't really talk about the rest of the American League because we stayed in the AL East for a lot of our picks, but. The Minnesota Twins are doing very well. I know they've lost their last two games, but they're right ahead of Cleveland. Uh, their offense is doing really well. Pitching's been okay, but Shope, their scope has been 
pretty awesome. In the last 10 days, batting 357, a couple homers, five ribbies. Only struck out four times, which is you know great to see. Second baseman, obviously, they got him from Baltimore at the trade deadline last year. And, you know, he's really just been Mr. Consistent for him. And to see him to, you know, perform at this level, the fifth best in terms of of hits gathered and and to really knock the cover off the ball, five doubles as well. Um, Just an awesome week for him. Yeah, no, great, great choice there. Um, Great. And you're right. Good point. We didn't really bring him up. Twins, though, surging right now. Yeah, they're they're doing really well. Indians are doing well too. So you can't you can't really forget about the central and and hopefully that that hangs around because it'd be nice to see like as as great as it would be to see Tampa Bay make the playoffs or um, you know the Yankees Red Sox is is probably the right pick of the two teams out of the American League East. It'd be cool to see Minnesota either usurp Cleveland or or be right there in the wild card or Seattle right there. I know Oakland was there last year and they're not they're not far out either. It would be cool to see some to mix up there. So, you know, Minnesota, good for you that you're hanging around right now and figure out your home record because I think you guys can do can do pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, yeah. You want to jump into pitchers? Yeah, so let's one. go right into pitchers, Matt. I'll I'll let you kick off pitchers. Okay, so we'll start in the American League. I'm going to okay. go with a former Phillies prospect, Carlos Carrasco. Two starts this past Ooh, seven days, yeah, eleven innings cool. pitched, sixteen strikeouts. Zero ERA there, racking him up. Um, a guy that Cleveland really needs, and this guy can play. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's a big guy for the Indians too as they try to continue to drive. He's 32, by the way, already. Do you know that? I did not know he was 32. Yeah. That kind of didn't surprised start, me a little bit. Yeah, didn't start the year well. He's got a six, a six ERA to start the year, but this is a big week for him as he kind of turns it around with those two good starts. Yeah. He's oh, my sure. uh, AL guy. Who do you got yeah. in the AL? Uh, I'm going to go with between a couple guys here, but I'm going to go with Domingo Drummond from the mm-hmm. New York Yankees. One and one on the last week, but he's got 14 Ks over 12 and, 12 and two thirds innings. Uh, only let up three earned runs. He didn't let up an extra one, but that equates out to a 2.13 ERA and a whip sub one, which I'm, I'm a big sub one whip guy. If you've uh, you not been able to tell, Jay Happ would have been another one um, that I would have picked that I could have picked. He's let up a few more runs there. Uh, didn't even didn't even record a, a decision on either of his. Although and you got to know, bat, you know, sub Mendoza uh, opponent's batting average uh, that yeah. that moves the needle for for the G man. I'll say I'll, I'll say that, but yeah, I'm gonna go Domingo German. Um, just another guy. The Yankees are surging. Uh, you got to give all all credit to their pitching, especially with all the different different guys that are banged up there. CC's been another guy that you could talk about. Uh, last seven days has been you know has been pretty solid, but I think he's only had one start. But his last three starts have been have been pretty great. I, I don't have the Yankees score right right in front of me as I'm trying to scroll to get it right away because I know he started tonight. I'm not getting it. Uh, they're losing right now, one nothing. They're in LA. Um, but Matt, let's do NL. You want me to start? Sure, go ahead. All right, awesome. I am going to go with Patrick Corbin, the big addition for the for the Washington Nationals. Thirteen point two innings pitched over the last seven days, two and zero ERA or two and zero record ERA sub two at point one nine eight, a WHIP of two thirds point six six, and an opponent's batting average of. 1.46 or uh, 146. Excuse me, I'm I'm too used to talking about ERAs there. 
15 Ks though. You got to love this to the absolute domination from this guy and, and the nationals. This is what they were hoping for. This is why they paid him the big bucks and he's starting to mow guys down. And again, uh, not to keep it all about the Phillies, but it's an divisional opponent and, and seeing what these teams have done in, in bolstering their starting rotations. This is probably what's going to make the difference in, in terms of the National League East uh, and, and the Nationals. Certainly, they, they have their claim to the throne as well. Um, and Corbin's going to certainly help them stay in the conversation. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. Great point, them, them bringing him in. I will go... I'll go with Kyle. We talked about this team already. I'm going to go with Kyle Hendricks of the Cubs. Uh, oh, yeah. Great seven, pick. Seven, seven innings pitched, 11 strikeouts. Uh, zero ERA, whip of 0.71. We talked about how they're bouncing back, and he's a really good underrated pitcher who had a great outing this week to kind of continue their surge. So I'm going to go with Hendricks, and I'm hoping he can continue that. Um, ERA is 3.54, so he's already having a decent year, even though the win-loss is a 1-3. Mm-hmm. So let's see if he can continue that trend. But he'll, he'll be my pitcher. I love uh, it. For love it. Do you have any rookies you want to talk about? I didn't have any pick this week, so I will I, uh, I will plead the fifth on this one. Yeah, I I don't either. Uh, I think we want to we we'll, we'll save that for May. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll although I will tell you, we'll, we'll talk about him again once again. I, he's a Met, um, uh, but oh, his name's what's his? Um, I'm thinking of his name. Hang on, baseman. He is Alonzo. Alonzo. Peter Alonzo. Yep. Alonzo. Peter Alonzo is an absolute stud. Yep. Um, so I'm we'll, really we'll pumped. I couldn't pick him up in the fantasy league. Yeah, <laughs> really bummed. No, nobody cares. Uh, I don't yeah. have a minor league report to talk about, but one thing I did want to want to bring up that there was a promo on April Fool's Day that the Omaha Storm Chasers had that they were going to change their name to the Omaha Potholes with a logo of a, of a car falling in a basically a sinkhole. Um, and Matt, the the team decided to make this a reality. On July 31st, they will be wearing Omaha pothole jerseys and hats of this cartoon image of a car falling into a giant pothole that looks like a sinkhole. So I had to talk (laughs) about that a little bit. I didn't know where to categorize it, so I decided to put that in my minor league report for the week. There you go. (laughs) I mean, it's absolutely hysterical. Um, I have another good one, but Matt, before we get into the rest of the fan favorite segments, we mentioned them before, but Talk to us a little bit about Schneckbook because you mentioned we're getting into the prime gambling time of the year, and I think Logan's got a couple good deals for us. Well, first of all, the first deal, you know, Logan doesn't Schneckbook doesn't do regular season hockey, but they do postseason hockey, and it's the time to jump in now. In fact, you've got a minute forty eight left in overtime. Hurricanes, Capitals, three three game seven. You can dive in there. It's the remaining opening series, but if not, jump into the second second group here. Um, he's got some great deals coming at you. So take a look there. You know, once again, this is a special time because hockey doesn't exist in the betting world for Schneckbook until the playoffs. So I'm telling you to jump in. Um, maybe you can make a quick deal with him now with a minute left in OT. You, you jump on board with Might Schneckbook. Be able to. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be Friday when they listen to this, so they're going to know who won the game. But yeah, it's you true. mentioned Logan doesn't doesn't really do – hockey during the regular season because he's a big basketball guy if you have a prop bet that you want to on any nba playoffs game let him know he will likely take that bet and he will give you the greatest deal in the world matt tell him about the deal so if you'd like to jump in if you want to jump in with a quick prop bet he'd love to do it all right his fee is only 50 percent. so that's i mean he'll take it 
Um, that's and it's just the the code is just playoff hockey. So just playoff hockey is all you need. Or if you'd like to get a little more bold, you can go with missing teeth as the code. Now I can't Ooh. tell you what that deal is. Just type in missing teeth. You see what happens next. Um, one of the current deals he has as well. He's going to be seeing the new Avengers Endgame this coming weekend. Ooh. You take a bet with him this weekend. No fee. If you win the bet, he gives you hundred bucks. If you lose, he ruins Endgame for you before you see it in theaters. <laughs> so you know, if you're willing to jump on with it, go ahead, drive in. But it's a dangerous game you're playing because you might lose a whole twelve years of your life might be ruined. Oh, oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, he – um, yeah, he – There, I don't think anything would make Logan happier. Not the 99% that he normally keeps from you on any bet that you place on Schneckbook. I don't think anything would make him happier than to ruin Endgame for you, especially if you told him your whole life story towards the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You, I think that'd make it even happier for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, so man. Let's – let, Let's jump into the fan segments, the fan favorites. Um, do you have any stadium snacks you want to chat about? I haven't been recently since our last yeah. one, so I, I feel, went, yeah, I, feel I, like I can't. I feel like I can't do it. But go. I went Wednesday during the day and had a nice tailgate, nice nice midday midweek tailgate. Had some really good bagels as a part of the tailgate, which I'd never done for a baseball tailgate. Baseball tailgates, you know, few and far between. Um, do them mainly for Saturdays. The the weekday tailgate, the rare moment for it. Um, the the bagels, they're from University City. The the guy who was hosting it, his his daughter, excuse me, goes to Drexel. Um, so it's out there in University City. Um, I'm sure you can find it via a quick Google. I didn't write the name down, but um, you know, I, I did, you know, Easter came and went this past Sunday. This is something I think I talk about a little bit, but I give up beer for Lent usually. Had a couple spike seltzers at the games. Mm-hmm. Had the tailgate too. Spike seltzer, man. You know, I've I've come around on it. At first, I was like, oh, it's the seltzer, okay. the, the seltzer. You know, don't knock the spike seltzer. You know, you're getting you know, very few calories. You're getting a lot of alcohol. So it was a good play. It was a strong play throughout the uh, throughout the forty days and forty nights of Lent for me. <laughs> all right, all right. I like it. I like it. I got to be honest with you. I had some. Uh... Some shandies this past weekend. Some line oh, Google. Oh, I'm so excited to have the so, shandies again. You know, um, I, like I didn't perfect, mind it either. That's the perfect golf drink too, or no, the perfect golf drink to transfusion or, or the Pine Valley. But the shandies yeah, yeah, a good I'm beer okay. choice. Yes, yeah, I got to tell you, I'm getting older. We're getting older. I'm liking the shandies better and better. Sorry, the it happens. Town, as my grandfather called. Yeah, <laughs> but it happens. It's okay. It's a lot. Beer, beer corners. You want to tell us about though? Oh God, I actually did have something this weekend. Wait, wait, hold on. What did I just have this weekend that I really liked? Well, there's a couple IPAs out right right now from Victory. One is Cloudwalker IPA. Really, I've heard that. that's really good. I think I've had really it before, like but I heard that. this year's batch is great. Yeah, so I definitely recommend if you see a Cloudwalker um, to pick that one up. Um, I've been kind of getting into those kinds of. Uh, of uh of ipas the, the hazy ipas if you will so cloudwalker was one i had as well there's another victory i had too that i really liked um but definitely recommend cloudwalker really really enjoyed that 6.8 percent. so not necessarily an easy beer but i don't I, I, oh no brainer that was the other one no brainer ipa was the other one from victory I had both over the weekend really liked both of those 
Oh, um, it's good to know. Yeah, and I had a good group of Saranacs. Don't remember all the names of them, but Saranac I had a really does good have Saranac good beer. Group. They only yeah. come down to they they come down here. I was about to say down south, but they come down to Pennsylvania. You know, every so often, but they're that's good selection usually. Yeah, and then like I said, I'm getting like I said, I'm getting really into these hazies. The other one is, and it's kind of got a weird can, but Bell's Official is the name. So it's another hazy IPA, pretty much. I think it's brand new. I've never seen it before from Bell's. Had one on the golf course Sunday and really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. um, so another one to take a look at. But I'm very into the hazy IPAs right now. Hopefully, awesome. I can find some at the ballpark this uh, this uh, this summer too. Yeah, hell yeah. I was drinking a. A beer I had originally with you, the Mystic Mama by Jackie O's. Drinking oh, that okay. before. Now we're now, yeah. now drinking the the Rheingeist uh, Truth IPA. Pretty okay. solid here. Um, yeah, both 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 in that that sort of more pungent IPA, and uh, you know it's it's been nice to get back on the beer game. I've just been doing strictly Yinglings and Bud Lights, and I think I think Bud Light is the drink of choice for the Sixers playoffs. But no Sixers game tonight. Can go into the IPAs. Feel a little safe there. Um, there you go. Moving on, moving on. Uh, do you have any bleacher creatures? Any crazy stories you saw from this week? Like I said, no. Nah, I got I got to plead yeah. the fifth on that one as well. Not having, no, not having been, I so, got, I got one that's going to warm your heart, man. Oh, go ahead. So the Pirates called up an outfielder named Cole Tucker this past weekend, and on in his MLB debut, his dad was in the audience. Cole Tucker hits a bomb, and his dad gets the. Cut to his dad. I his hands are straight up wearing the Cole Tucker jersey and just going absolutely ape shit. And oh. you can just see, you can read his lips perfectly saying, Are you fucking kidding me? His dad going nuts. It's an awesome moment. It's just one of those, one of those, like, you know, the quintessential father-son having to catch the end of field of dreams that gets you all I get y'all teared up. This, this is one of those things where, you know. Uh, you know, the parents invest so much of their time and energy into helping their kids realize their dreams and it becomes their dreams too. And this is, you can tell for that, for this guy to see Mr. You know, for, you know, Mr. Tucker, I don't, you know, I don't have his first name in front of me, but to do you know, for him to see, obviously he knew his kid was going to be, was going to be good, but to see right off the bat that his son, it's an absolute dinger. Uh, and just go nuts like that. It was, it was a pretty awesome moment. If you haven't seen the video, uh, go check it out. It, it made its rounds. It made the rounds around Instagram. Um, and yeah, it's it's why it's why sports are just fucking awesome. Yeah, I would tell you this too. Um, if you haven't seen the bleacher creatures that occupy these game sevens of hockey, yes, I recommend just tuning in to hear this. The San Jose Sharks, their fans were just outrageous and also even carolina it's not game yeah. seven it was game six oh. that was our last game there carolina was absolutely nuts and i no, I, I still agree. think that they maybe they should move to charlotte just because that's where all the other teams are in north carolina but the people of raleigh love the hurricanes no i i agree and the, actually the portland trailblazers i was also impressed with their fans um you know obviously oh, yeah. we don't see this in baseball right now just because it's so early in the season it'll grow yeah it'll grow so it's great though to see great home you saw a lot fans. of it though so much fun. you saw yeah. a lot of it with the rockies this past weekend uh not to keep it all on on the phillies i know you know some people 
<clears throat> Greg will like to Phillies. criticize us for keeping it all on the Phillies, but the Rockies, you know, I just watched those. I watched those games every day. The Rockies, they were, you know, it was pretty lively crowd there. And I mean, and the Rockies, they've won eight of their last 10, but they're still sub 500. Obviously this team's had a lot of recent success. So they, you know, are still going to pack their stadium because of the, you know, the, what they have done and the potential of what they could still do this year, especially in the NL West, a division that's wide open right now. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that, that fan base and what they were in, just how lively they were during a, a mid-April, mid to late April weekend series is is goddamn impressive. It is. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, uh, well, they're a good well, they're a good team, so we'll see how they keep going yeah. with that. As they kind Anything of get- else? Any, any games you're looking forward to this week? I know we said the Phillies are hosting the Marlins. Any other series that you're, you've got your, your eye around? on because of what everything else that's going on i mean other than maybe trying to see if i can catch if i can find the game on with vlad jr um mm. i really i am really sure mlb network will have it yeah i am really excited though i, I really want to see the phillies bounce back so i guess yeah. to me that's where my mind will be i will say though chicago arizona is happening arizona yes. we didn't talk about them is having a hot hot moment right now as well so we might be talking about them next week if they can have a great weekend here too yeah, that's actually a really good point. If they have a really good weekend, it'll be really interesting to see. Uh, San Diego comes out east to Washington. I think that's going to be actually really interesting to keep an eye out oh, on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, San Diego, we're kind of also a little bit under the radar at 14 and 11 right now. That's true, um, with Machado and Tatis Jr. had just great yeah, starts. Yeah, they're both there. having yep. great starts. Uh, Cleveland-Houston, mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, that's the ESPN game on Sunday night, and it's – uh, you know, I mean, it's a potential playoff matchup, so you can't really discount that there. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in a similar boat, Matt. It's we're right in the thick of the the hockey and baseball playoffs, or hockey and basketball playoffs, excuse me. Uh, really getting getting into into the real thick of it. They're about to start round two. The hockey playoffs start round two Thursday night, so you, they will have already started by the time you listen to this. Again, we recorded this Wednesday night um, as the Caps and her and Hurricanes are going to double overtime. So you. Had the pleasure of knowing who won that game. Congratulations! Um, Sixers play, the, play their game one on on Saturday officially, and I mean it's just going to be a ton of fun. It's it's almost like the Olympics, how you have something different to turn on every night. If not, dual screen it, and it's just incredible. Um, but Matt, I think it's going to do it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you as Great always. Can't wait. Great baseball this weekend. Uh, thank you for doing the double pod. For those that, that no couldn't figure this out, we recorded this and the NFL draft preview back to back, and we dropped the NFL draft preview Thursday. This got dropped Friday uh, because we wanted to space it out. So, Matt, thank you for being the trooper as always. You are the MVP. You led the way on the draft pod, and you were the stalwart, the truth, as we've uh, come to know you of of this podcast. So thank you, my man could not no appreciate it anymore. Make sure that you go follow us on iTunes, search the bullpen cart, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, wherever you get your podcasts. Again, search the bullpen cart. You can find this show blue line icing, which myself, Jared Barnes and Greg Piatelli are going to be back on Sunday afternoon, recording, dropping Monday morning, our second round previews slash, uh, Hopefully not correcting ourselves. We're gonna. Have, I'm gonna try to put up a blog on Thursday, so you'll 
should already be up on thunderblogsports.com with our picks for the second round of the NHL playoffs. Maybe we'll get Matty D's in there as well. Uh, and he can tell us how, how much of idiots we were for the first round, depending on this last game goes. <laughs> I know you like that. Um, but yeah, go follow us on thunderblogsports.com, thunderblg on Twitter. For my man, Matty D, though, that is going to do it. Have a great weekend, everybody. And let's go, Phils. Go, Phils.